Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to Off the Post. I'm Russ Cohen. We've got Anthony Mangione. And how are you? Doing good, Russell. Yourself? Good, good, good. Still just using all-weather tires. If people saw my Twitter poll, they'll know what I'm talking about. If not, check it out. Um, we have Michael Jello. Mike, I understand you bowled injured tonight. That's kind of sad. Yes, and, and the parking lot at the bowling alley was extremely icy, and I don't even think uh, snow tires or putting the chains on the tires would have uh, kept me from breaking my butt. What about salt, Mike? They don't use salt in Buffalo? No, no that, that's for wimps. Okay, all right. And we have a special guest, Chris Peters from uh, ESPN. Chris, how are you? I'm doing well, guys. Good to be with you. Same here. Uh, pretty exciting time of the year. I, I always get excited for for the World Juniors. I always tell people it's it's to me it's I like it better than the Olympics. I do. I know there's some people that like Olympic hockey, but they seem to be less hockey fans and more just about the Olympics. I, I like this tournament better, but. At any rate, Chris, we'll we'll get into it. I'll I'll hit you with the first question. You know, Team USA won tonight, three uh, one. At least they played a real team and didn't have to win fourteen nothing <laughs> and score six goals in one in one period. Imagine being Belarus, you know, and and you, you come in, you're going into that locker room and you're down six nothing already. It's like, come on, it's it's just not even fair. But I saw Yamamoto scored the game winner, and my first question for you is: My feeling is, I think he's probably the most dangerous player in this tournament. What's your feeling? Um, well, that's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be very dangerous. I mean, the, the U.S. certainly needs him to be. And I think one of the things that that maximizes him is is Logan Brown. I mean, they they yeah. they really work well together, and they you know played at the under 18s together, played in the yep. summer together. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I think that those those two guys together, just because you've got you know. Uh, a, a massive size differential and also a speed differential, and, yeah. but the, but it all works. Um, but, you know, I think for, for the most dangerous in the tournament, I mean, Casey Middlestat looks pretty darn dangerous right now. He's always he's, good. He's, I, I tell people, yeah. any tournament I've ever seen this guy in, any game I've ever seen him in, he's always one of the best guys in the ice, best guys in the tournament, always. Yeah, I mean, and, and right now, like, you know, against Belarus, I think he put up four points and he kind of sleep, was sleepwalking through the game. Um, anybody could have done that. But he had two tonight, um, including an assist on Yamamoto, game winner and, and uh, on the power play. Scored the first goal on and just a just filthy release. And it was just him and the goalie, and he, he let it rip, and it was a, a beautiful shot. And, um, you know, he he's one of those guys that just he, he finds so much space and he creates so much time. Um, it's going to be hard to see, but I mean, you know, this, this year it's, it's not just about the U S obviously. And it, I think you look at Eli, Eli Tovenin, uh, has real potential. Pedersen is lighting it up in the, uh, the SHL this year. Um, there's, it, there's so many um, incredible players. I feel like this is one of the more loaded world juniors for the Europeans that, that I can remember. Chris, looking at this, uh, team USA lineup, um, 
obviously <laughs> we talk obviously first about Kelly Yamamoto, Yamamoto obviously at five eight one fifty three, not not obviously one of the smaller guys in the tournament. But is this in terms of physical size for a lineup? Is this one of the biggest lineups that Team USA has ever put on? I mean, you got guys got guys like Riley Tuff out there, six five. You've got Logan Brown. You've got just throughout the lineup. There's at least one player on the line that is just at a minimum who is got pretty impressive, uh, pretty pretty impressive size. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't I don't remember a U.S. lineup with this much girth. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. yeah. it's uh, it's pretty. I mean, at least up front. I mean, we've certainly seen really big decors. Um, and this year the decor isn't going to be huge, but it, you have those guys up front. And the the thing that's important is it's not just about that size. It's about the speed and the, the speed those guys are able to play with. And not everybody's a burner, obviously, but there's real good speed down the wings. And um, I think we've started to see some of that kind of materialize, uh, you know, through 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 these these pre tournament games where they're much faster than I expected them to be uh, as a as a group. You know, I think that you look at some guys individually and say, hey, he's pretty quick and, and, and that. But, you know, they play so fast. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, I think they're going to be a pretty pretty darn incredible uh, uh, lineup up front um, just with that mix of size and speed. And, yeah, I mean, the, it, they are really difficult to take the puck away from at this point. Uh, Chris, last year uh, Team USA pretty much split the duties between Joseph Wall and Tyler Parsons until – that final game when Parsons stood on his head in the, in, to win the gold medal. Uh, this year they have Wall coming back and Jake Ottinger. Um, do you suspect that Wall, since he got some experience in the last World Junior, will get the nod, or do you think it's going to be split down the middle 50-50 like they did last year? Yeah, you know, I think I think there's going to be, because of the, the way that the, the things are structured, there's certainly going to be some alternating um, in the preliminary round, I'm, I'm I'm interested to see who ends up playing in the outdoor game because they're coming right off of a game the yeah. night before, if I'm not mistaken. So, so that's 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 an area where I think you'll see it. But you know, if we look at the pre-tournament games, Joe Wall played the first game completely on his own, and they split the duties between Ottinger and Swayman tonight. Um, and so, I, I think that they're probably leaning Wall, and, and and based on his play at the World Juniors last year. It makes a lot of sense based on his play this year at Boston College. You know, you're like, okay, is he? How's he going to do coming into this tournament? So I'm very interested to see how they how they balance that out. But I I think that you know Motsko's familiarity with Wall and having seen him, you know, he beat Canada in the preliminary round and and had an incredible game last year. Um, and that was one where I'm like, you know, maybe maybe there's a goaltending controversy happening now. Um, so yeah, so I think that. I think he has the inside edge. I think Ottinger's firmly number two, and then Swayman's probably number three. Um, but yeah, it's 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 an interesting. It's it's one of the le- less certain situations that I can remember. I mean, last year it seemed that way too, but but Parsons obviously uh, took yeah. the reins in the medal round. And talk yeah. about this. Talk about the screwy scheduling. They play Slovakia on at 8 p.m. on the 28th, and then play at 3 p.m at the new era field on the 29th. So there's not a little, not a lot of rest in between those two games. Yeah. Yeah, no, there isn't. And, and, you know, not only that, but then you're going out into the elements, you're playing a rivalry game, a game that matters for seeding. You know, I don't think they're going to have any problems getting up, uh, getting up to play Canada or anything like that. And that the atmosphere is going to be at least interesting. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, that I, I, I'm still kind of surprised 
that that's how it ended up. Um, and I mean, Slovakia obviously doesn't have uh, a real deep team, and I don't think they're going to put up uh, a terrible challenge to to the U.S. But you know, wow. you come off of that that outdoor game, then you got to then you got to close out group play against Finland. I mean, like that's that's, that's to me is you know you get the day off, you get the rest, but that's there's going to be so much riding on that game against Finland. Yeah. So we we move on to a um, couple things. I'll, I'll let people know. I can't at the end. I'll ask you guys predictions. I can't give any because. People are going to get sick of me anyhow, but um, on my show, the weekend show, Hockey Prospect Radio, I think we're going to play around 11 times between, like, TSN and and Sirius. So <laughs> people will get plenty of chance to, to hear my, my thoughts. But as far as breaking things down, if we go to uh, to defenses, I, I think Finland's the best. I mean, they have five first-rounders. I, I don't think that's mm-hmm. any great shakes. I kind of like – Canada's second best, but if there's no Dante Fabro, and we won't know that for a little while yet, that's going to hurt him. Josh Mahora, nice player, don't get me wrong. But he isn't Dante Fabro. That's going to be a key thing, uh, I think, Chris, for a lot of their success. Because, look, Carter Hart's a great goalie. Their offense is good, but it's not elite. They don't think they have any superstars on offense. But they're going to need that sort of elite defense, I think. Oh, absolutely. And I think Canada's you know, strength is certainly, you know, from the net out and, and the, the D is huge. And, you know, Connor Timmons is banged up too. And so that's, mm. that's the whole other thing. It sounds like he's going to be fine to play. They're not, yeah. it doesn't sound like they're worried about it, but still, you know, you've, you've got, you know, you're short a guy that I think Fabro, you know, had a chance to, you know, be in the mix for captain this year. Uh, it sort of yeah. certainly sounds like he was going to wear a letter. Um, and so, yeah, so that's a, that's a big guy to lose, but I, I, I completely agree. I think that Finland has just a, a tremendous blue line. Uh, Miro Heiskinen is is the player outside of Rasmus Dahlin is, is the 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 guy that I want to see more than anybody. Um, he's you know he's the minutes leader for yeah. for defensemen in in the Liga this year, and so I want to see how does that translate. And he's going to have to go up against Canada and the U.S. Great opportunity to see where he's at. So that's going to be fascinating to me. But they they have tremendous depth on the blue line and very yeah, I mean, Yokoharu is like, you know, fifth yep. on the depth chart. Like, it's great. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. It's, it's, it is, it is, uh, it, you know, I think it's going to allow them to play a style a little bit more fluid than we're used to seeing Finland playing where they're, they're so focused on their own end. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that they're, they're going to be really interesting and it, and it helps to have, you know, forwards like Tolvanen uh, to get the yeah. puck up to as well. So that, that it's going to be, they're, to me, Finland is, is, is one of the most interesting teams coming into this tournament, um, especially coming off of how bad they were last year. Chris, obviously, uh, with, with Team Canada, there's always obviously with such, you know, with the amount of players that are obviously available for them to select, there's always going to be a debate about players left off. That being said, seeing players like, you know, Cody Glass, Nick Suzuki, and I know obviously Owen Tippett, who we saw playing with Florida this year briefly, was you know a little bit of a surprise. Now, is this a case in your mind where it's a structural thing in terms of how Team Canada wants to play, in terms of their lineup uh, at center and wing? I mean, how, were you surprised by those guys being left off? Um, not not terribly. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I thought that Cody Glass had a chance. Uh, he looked good in the Canada Rush series. I saw. It seemed to have some things that got guys like. Uh, I think Cole Lind might have been one of the more surprising guys just mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, speedy winger that, 
you know, kind of plays the style that this team is. But you're, I think you're exactly right. I think it is completely structural. They wanted to be a fast team, and they're going to be a really fast team. They're going to play, you know, those, those defensemen are going to have really quick wings to get the puck to. They've got really good finishers. Uh, I really like them down the middle. I mean, I, I had no issue, I, you know, and, and really the same goes for the U.S. with the exception of maybe one or two guys. Um, you know, I, I just think that there is a – there is a format that, that both these teams are, are wanting to follow. Um, and Canada has actually a better chance to do it because their blue line is so good and, and the U.S. is a little bit sh- more shallow in that department. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I have to say it's, it's, it's just one of those years where you're going to have to leave some guys, guys home to, to kind of fit into this mold that you want to play. And, and I think Canada is going to be very uh, threatening, even, even if they don't have much you know, star power up front, I think they're going to be a really tremendous team in this tournament. Chris, uh, the big star, if there is one, um, purportedly will be Rasmus Dahlin. I mean, he's the presumptive number one pick right now for the, for the NHL draft in Dallas uh, next June. Um, A lot of eyes will be on him. I'm sure he's been scouted like crazy playing in the SHL, but this will be a chance for people in North America to see him on North American ice. Um, I know that the uh, that Sweden got Alex Nylander, who's a Sabres first-round pick, uh, just added to the roster. I mean, do you think the addition of somebody like Nylander, the, the, lo- the local aspect of that, will take a little bit of the attention off of Darlene, or is it going to be basically Darlene 24-7? <laughs> well, I mean, if, if the Sabres are still England for the first overall pick, uh, <laughs> which, which they very well could be, um, I think I, I still think Dalene is the is the headliner, um, you know, and 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 it is a it is one of those rare opportunities, and especially coming off of last year, you know, he's a young guy, he, but he was so good when he did play, and he was, you know, he made some mistakes and things, but you know, to to not have played him much at all in until it was basically too late against Canada in the semis last year. It was crazy. Um, that was crazy. And I think this is a year, a great opportunity for redemption for him. It's an opportunity to further prove himself in case he's in the mix for the Olympics, which I believe he is. Um, you know, it, it's an opportunity to, uh, you know, play on, play on, obviously play on this, the NHL ice surface. Um, and he's going to play a ton. Is uh, good. You know, they've got a really good blue line. I think Sweden does. They, they've got a lot of, uh, I think Timothy Lilgren is going to play a pretty big role too. And they're going to have some veteran guys, but, but, Darlene is, to me, um, you know, just certainly a thrilling player to be able to see at this level and to see him a year older, even though he's still going to be one of the younger players in the tournament, um, is, is going to be really fascinating uh, given the role that, that we all expect him to play. So, uh, I mean, it, it's going to be nice for him too because I think Sweden, to me, top to bottom, is, you know, has has about as much upside as any team and has a good chance at gold. It's just a matter of I just not don't be love their goaltending, anymore. Chris. I think if there's a weakness, it's their goaltending. I think Gustafsson is good goalie. But I think that's goalie. everybody. Well, I think, I think he's maybe third or fourth on the goaltending. I think he's fourth on the goaltending list, though. Like I, I put him. You know, I have I have Hart. I have the U.S. tandem. I have uh, Pekka Lukanen, and then I have him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. 
and, yeah. and I, I have to say that I, you know I talked to Lilia Grin at the at the draft, and like one of his big regrets was you know catching uh, mono and missing the Bulls <laughs> Junior last year. Yeah, and he has a lot to prove. He wants to he wants to play he wants to play for his country, and I think he'll he will be uh, probably be a standout uh, for Sweden this uh, in this tournament. Yeah, right. and he he looks really good tonight too. I mean, I thought he I thought he was played a really strong defensive game, moved the puck well. Um, yeah, I I think he's going to be a major factor for them. All right, so if you want to give us a uh, prediction, Chris, feel free for you know gold, silver, bronze. If you have a, a good feeling about <laughs> it, or if you're allowed to, and then I'll go around to Anthony and and Mike. And we do appreciate you coming on, Chris. I mean, thanks so much because we know this is a busy time of the year for guys like us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, but it's it's my pleasure. It's always it's always fun to join you guys. And I think we've done this a couple of years, and yep. and it's uh, it's always great. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I'm sticking. I still, I you know, even after watching them and and seeing them lose tonight, um, I I still like Sweden, and and I think okay. yeah, goaltending is certainly certainly the the weak point. Um, but I just I feel like this year, it it's gonna be it's going to be less of a factor or, or you might get somebody get, that gets hot. I just think that they have tremendous depth. I, I love the way they defend as a group. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've got a lot of smart players. So I, you know, they're, they're certainly my favorite for, for gold at this point. Um, when it comes to uh, silver, uh, I, I think, I, I think Canada's got, got some juice this year. Um, and I think it's going to be uh, a really entertaining, <laughs> entertaining group. I think their decor is, is outstanding, and then for bronze, I'm going to go Finland over USA. So, okay. um, yeah. So I, I think, but which is which is weird because I, I mean, I hate to pick against the Americans because obviously I'm American, but yeah, yeah. at the same time, <laughs> this is a this is a weird setup, and I, I'm, I'm I still think the the gold medal game could or the not the gold medal game, the outdoor game can have an impact. Um, it'll, it's going to impact one of those teams probably more negatively than it should. Um, but I think it kind of disrupts the tournament a little bit for those teams, and uh, that may be a factor. I don't want to use it as an excuse, but I think it may be a, a factor. So, um, but yeah, but I, I think, uh, I, yeah, I hadn't really, I hadn't really thought through predictions. So I'd say it's going to be Finland or USA for bronze, maybe. But, okay. um, sure. but yeah, but I think, I think, uh, I, I think those teams are to me the the top teams, and I, it would be rather surprising because uh russia seems to always come away with a medal somehow so always mm-hmm. tough to pick against them all right great well thanks chris thanks so much for coming on and i'll see you in buffalo all right sounds good yeah i can't wait okay thanks chris thank you chris. thank you all right Ant, what's your uh mm-hmm. your feeling if you have any t- this has been a tough one um we kind of go back and forth on this for couple days now uh, since I kind of decided we were going to do world juniors um it's tough for me between I I I think Canada is going to have a burr up their saddle after what happened last year mm-hmm. um certainly I think Carter Hart in this circumstance the one thing it does concern me a little bit is their uh, the, the the backup goaltending situation past yeah. Hart I think that, it, that that's that's you know that that was a bit of a surprise there but I think if Hart is able to maintain, um, and again their addition of Victor Met as well, Mete as well was mm-hmm. um, is 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 important. I think they're in the running here. I think they're either gold or silver. Canada, I'm just not sure. Okay. It's tough to pick against Sweden, um, especially with Dalene, But there's a lot of other elements to that lineup that's really impressive. So 
kind of between those two. And then bronze, I'm kind of the same boat as Chris there. It's kind of between that finished defense is just it's tough for me to overlook. It really is. It's, it's that many yeah, guys, that, many, that, that much talent. It wouldn't shock me if they, if, they, if, if they actually, if they got gold this year. It, wouldn't, it really no, wouldn't I don't think anybody would surprise me. <laughs> so for me, it's tough. Um, it's between him, I would say between Finland and USA, probably in the bronze medal category. But like Chris said, Russia does seem to figure out ways to sneak into the medal picture. They do. They've been meddling more than – yeah, they've been meddling more than anybody in like the last, you know, long time. And we don't time. expect it. And the thing is, it's, it, it, some years it's yeah. like you're not going to expect them to. And it's like – I just don't like of, their defense. I don't love their I, defense. But remember, but remember, Buffalo is where the they had their gold medal miracle come yeah. back. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, that's that's why I, I, have, I have a feeling. I and mean, Russ is right; their defense is not strong. I don't know a lot about their goaltending, but they do have Svechnikov. It's, it's okay. They're, 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 they have some real talent up front. So Sukarov is a pretty good goalie if he's going to be the number one guy. But it's it's good. It's not great. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think that the U.S. will somehow medal. I don't I don't think they're going to win it again because this tournament there's it's so equally balanced. But yeah. I'm a little skeptical of, of Canada in the sense that I you know listening to you know Canadian outlets and them basically saying you know Carter Hart has to be the MVP of the tournament for this team to win. Well, that's a lot of pressure on a 19 year old in spite of how great he great he is. And they didn't get as many of those like NHL guys, you know, like Yamamoto for for USA. They didn't get guys who were on, uh, you know, who were playing in the NHL for a few games and and got mm-hmm. sent back. They didn't get as many as they normally do. They like Nolan Patrick would have been a nice addition, but they didn't they didn't get him. So right. this is pretty much a, sort of an unsung group. There is a lot of talent there, like Steele and Cairo and Thomas. But I'm a little skeptical of them. And so I mean, I I, I go along with Sweden as as the winner. Um, I think that it'll be U.S. second and Canada third. Okay. All right. So now, talking about unpredictable, Ant will will switch mm-hmm. for a moment for the Philadelphia Flyers. Who? Uh, yep. The one thing that is predictable <laughs> is that Brian Elliott started again, uh, mm-hmm. his tenth consecutive start. You know, the Flyers have a knack for doing this. It's interesting because I know a lot of people say. Eh, they don't think of it as a big deal, but I go back to no. when I interviewed Andrew Raycroft once, and I think he was on like 15 in a row, and mm-hmm. he did say it was difficult, and he was yeah. honest about it. This and is um, this is this is reminding me a lot of, um, and I mentioned this earlier in the evening uh, during the game. Um, it's turning into kind of what what they did with Steve Mason a few yeah. years, you know, a few year for a few years here, where he where they would continue just to ride him out there and keep putting him out there, and the team. Again, the Flyers tonight. If you look at their the, the way they played tonight, they did not. They certainly didn't deserve to win. The only reason why they would have they would have won was because of Elliott's play in the first couple of periods, and then right. obviously he let up one. He you know let up one. He would like to have gotten gotten back. And we've spoken to Elliott. You know, after the I think it was after the um, which game was it? The most, one of the more recent games where I asked him about in terms of the load and everything and. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all know it's again in the circumstance he wants he wants to keep obviously getting the get, getting the call out there, but you know it adds up the the mileage adds up and it you know, get, get, get a little bit of a break here and they don't necessarily at this point want to put Alex you know put Alex Lyon out there while they're still waiting on uh, Michael Neuberg to return from injury. Um, so yeah, 
it's 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 in this circumstance it's a concern. I got again, I got to give Elliot all the credit in the world for what he's done the last several weeks and get and yep. really being, I think, in many ways the driving factor. Uh, there's other things too in the lineup as well, but I think the confidence that the team has had in him in net has really kind of uh, has borne out in in their play, with the exception, obviously, of of, uh, of obviously this evening and uh, well, and their prior. Well, it, it, it's yeah. that, and you know, before um, they, they the losing streak ended, you know, apparently Jake Borchek said they went out drinking, so that helped too. Yeah, of course. You know, good kid. Not to be a good couple. You know, knock back a few Czech pilsners and everything else. You know, yeah. and then that was that was such a it was such a Jake uh, it was. response. As soon as I read that, I was just like, he's uh, the most honest no, guy we ever number one, interviewed. Number one, number one, good job by Joe Yurden there, obviously yeah. to uh, to extract that from from, yeah. from Jake. Yeah. But uh, it was such oh, a quintessential well. Jake Forecheck response. Well, obviously Dave Haxtall has gone to the Lindy Ruff School of Handling Goaltenders because we're going down the road where, if you remember a few years back, Ryan Miller started every game for like the last two and a half months because they were yeah. trying to get into the playoffs, and he would only put in in the, in the backup, which one year I think it was Conklin, one year it was Jocelyn Tebow, when when Miller got bombed and he'd bring in the backup in the second period. And that was, that was considered a rest for Ryan Miller. You can't do that anymore. You can't play goaltenders no. back-to-back nights. It just doesn't work. And, and I and think, yeah. And especially with, you know, it's not a young, it's not, it's not, he, he, Elliot's, I mean, you know, he's been around, he's been in a, he's been in a, um, in a platoon before, but he's not a yeah. kid. 32, yeah. you know, he's had mileage on him in this circumstance. So, you you know, you, you risk a blowout here uh, in, terms of, uh, in terms of that. So you have to be careful. All right. Now, Mike, speaking of um, risk, one Austin Matthews might be uh, playing at MSG tomorrow. That's what we hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about that game? I know you don't feel really confident about the Leafs, but I think this is going to be a battle of the bad defenses. And speaking of Lindy Ruff, uh, a lot of Ranger fans text me, speak to me, even myself. We all still are questioning, what is Lindy Ruff actually doing in New York? <laughs> He's sitting there waiting for Lane Gino to get fired. But he has a job in the interim. Yeah, but uh, but no, I, I, as for what he's doing right now, I don't know. But uh, it's not 100% that Matthews will play. They, they, they said game time decision. I, I still think there's a chance he might not play because there's five days off in between the game tomorrow yeah. and the next game in Arizona. So I think they, you know, they may opt to be, you know, conservative and careful. But actually the funny thing is, you thought you talked about Voracek being rather glib and rather forthcoming. Um, Austin Matthews sort of broke the code in a sense because he came out this morning and talking with the Toronto reporters and said, oh, yeah, I had a concussion where uh, oh. Mike Babcock went to great pains to saying, oh, I don't know if he's in – uh, in, in concussion protocol, I don't even know if he had a concussion. Well, he <laughs> did because Austin Matthews just said he did. So he sort of, he sort of outed his coach and the and the organization, and the organization wants to keep their cards close to the vest. But honestly, in this day and age, the I'm, whole I'm world coming, knew. We all I'm coming knew. more to the side of Ken Hitchcock. It's like let's just reveal right. the injuries. Please. Yeah. No, I agree, and we all knew. Like, there's no real shock value in in finding that out. I mean, I don't. I don't think so. Um, so another interesting thing that came up tonight, and um, there's going to be an announcement tomorrow, but it could be an announcement that Calvin DeHaan's out for the year. Uh, 
earlier on the Buzzcast, I pointed out that the Islanders have this weird thing going because they're like second in the East with goals. Tampa's got 130. They've got 125. Now, Tampa's differential is a plus 42, and the Islanders is zero, which is crazy if you think about it. Yeah. And they can't afford to lose a defenseman because their goaltending is not that great. No, exactly. And it really kind of puts the onus on them that if they lose one, if they lose, if they lose Don, obviously, then Bart's got to potentially go into uh, into search mode here, and he yeah. may have to make a move that he doesn't necessarily want to make. But if he, yeah, because Seidenberg can't play minutes, any more minutes, he could barely get up the ice. He is passing he's his way up the ice. He's had a, he's had injury. He's had he's had recent. He's had recent major injury. I mean, yeah. it's just you, you can't keep you know doing that to him. It's 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 far too. It's it's a tough situation, no question. Yeah, and, and one of the, one of the things that we talked about on the Buzzcast is what type of defense. And this is before we even knew Dehan was going to be out. Was what type of defenseman if right. the Islanders go after one should they go after? And I and and Russ and I both agreed was the fact that. Other than Nick Letty, you know, I mean, Hickey can carry the puck a little bit. But other than Letty, they really don't have an offensive defenseman. And now no. with Dehan out, I, th- I think, you know, they, they're going to be going after a guy like a Mike Green because, yeah. uh, you know, he I think he's available. I think Detroit is ready to go into sell mode. Uh, and, you know, Eklund mentioned Eric Branson. I, I don't think Branson is a good fit for the Islanders because no, no, he's a either. home guy. They, I think they don't Branson, need to... Yeah, I think Branson's a fit for a team like Toronto who needs some muscle. Yeah, that's it's a different setup there for the Islanders. I think a good Branson, exactly. I could see a Toronto uh, who needs that again. Fit wise, they need someone who can kind of really kind of jet the puck up the ice as much as they can in order to continue the offensive pressure, and that's the kind of defense that they're going to need. So as Russ as, as mentioned, I, I can definitely see a Mike Green acquisition in that circumstance. Yeah, no, but, it's. It's. I think it's. It's a possibility. But they have yeah. to. They they can get all the defense that they need. They need somebody who can stop a beach ball. And right now, Grice and Halak can't. Right. Yeah. No question. Uh, another big announcement. Uh, Terry Pagula uh, invested in the Buffalo Buttes in the NWHL. That's really great. I. I think that's. You know, we always talked about like the WNBA, like the NBA, just put tons of money into it and. You know, it's somewhat of a success because it is still going. I don't know if it ever really reached its capability, but I think the NWHL has a chance to reach its capability if they actually get more investors. And so this is a this is a big deal, Ant. Yeah, I, 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 when I saw the news earlier this week, it was uh, I was I was I was happy to say it because again, it, it's some. I'm, I'm glad to see that you know an NHL owner was willing to, and you know obviously you know pro sports owner in Buffalo as much as the obviously as much as the Pagulas are uh, to to take that sort of that that critical step, and I want to see obviously how they you know they run the organization as well and what you know to kind of if if, if they can really kind of help make that key move to to have at least. A relationship not unlike what the what the NBA has with the WNBA over time. That's I think that would be obviously the long term goal for you know for the for the league for that to happen. If the Pagulas can be the one that can knock the door down and make and and, and get that to happen, it it, it can only mean good things. Yeah, well, I can only I, I can only say that I, I I would bet if I had to bet money, I would say this was an initiative of Kim Pagula and not Terry Pagula because she's I mean. 
she has a, a very big say so in the running of the Bills and in the running of the Sabres. And to me, this this smacks of, and I think it's a, a positive move, but it smacks of a Kim Pagula move and not a Terry Pagula move. All right, last thing. This will be a uh, a basic social question. This I, I found something that has big social implications, and I think we need to talk about it. Uh, right now, the, you could buy Eggo pancakes with a Star Wars character on it. And, Ant, I, I think that's just, like, honestly, they've jumped the shark with that. Like, Dude, it's just, they jumped the shark. In the, for years now, when it comes to product placement, I mean, really. And I, you're talking. I mean, to couldn't it at least star, be the you're talking waffle? To biggest, you're the talking Eggo. to his biggest Star Wars fan as there is in terms of uh, you know my mm-hmm. love for the films and everything. The product placement at this point is like it, 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 it's comical at this point now to me. I, it just it, it, the shark was. Please, it, 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 it's a fle- it's a um, it, it, it's a squadron of sharks that are, that have been jumped over. Well, the thing is, like on, on the on the gift that keeps going, they they show the clenched fist and all, and I'm thinking, boy, they're really just trying to grab hold of these ego pancakes and launch them somewhere because clearly Star Wars should at least be on the ego waffle, not the pancake. Like that's. That's really low because I don't know anybody that's ever eaten an ego pancake. I certainly never have, Mike. Have well, you? Ron Wilson has the has the market cornered on the Eggo waffle, but no, <laughs> the, the product placement is and and the cross promotion has been ridiculous. It's like, did I see a commercial that said, "Hey, you got hemorrhoids? Buy Preparation H." And by the way, go see the Last Jedi. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, I mean every freaking commercial has got a tie into Star Wars. Come on. Yeah. Hey, if you, got a, if you feel like you got a lightsaber up your ass right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know anybody that's eaten an Eggo pancake. If you have, certainly let us know. I make uh, my own pancakes. Thank you very much. <laughs> but that's it. That's going to be it for this year for the show. Uh, yeah. We'll be back, back you're, after you're, after the World yeah. Juniors. Yeah. So, everybody, hopefully have a uh, happy and restful uh Holiday season and uh, New Year's. Obviously, Russ and Mike won't because they will be covering World Juniors. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, keep an ear out. Obviously, I'll be eating a lot of chicken wings. Don't worry, Ant. Hey, don't, hey, my wife's been making uh, wings of late. They've been really good. Oh, and good. Like, finally got this really good recipe uh, for uh, for wings, and they've been coming out. They've been coming out real good. Not not like ridiculously spicy either. Just like. Almost yeah, barbecue esque with a well, light crisp to it. Boycott, boycott the anchor bar. That's all I have. To Doesn't matter. Well, Mike, you said we, that. At some point Mike we're going to come up, and you, you already said what we're going to go. If, if I get, if I, if I ever get my ass up to Buffalo, yeah, again, please. Sometime this century, come on. Yeah, but you know what? Mike would ruin those wings with putting some like malt stuff on it or something. He puts weird stuff on. Nah, I'm so sure weird. Weird. I just, I just, I just need that in the blue cheese. Just, just, just I give just me the other wing in the blue cheese, please. That's all I need. Vinegar on French fries is not weird. It's weird. It's not weird. Stop. It's weird. The whole world thinks it's weird. Yeah, okay. All right. We're going to end it there. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Off the Post. We'll catch everybody next time. Take care, everybody. May the force be with you. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.